the more I spend time with moms that are trying to work from home, trying to get this vision that they see in their minds to become a reality, actually have it show up in their life, they get stuff done. The more I see one of the biggest hiccups that they have is their own thought patterns, their own emotions, feeling stuck and being held back by those emotions every single day, feeling like a failure, feeling like, well, this is just the season I'm in and just being low and and down and out all the time made me realize I need to do a podcast episode on this because my advice is the same every single time. It's the same inside the Facebook group. It's in the same inside of the academy. It's the same to my mom friends that are really close to me in my everyday non-work life, my personal life. Like my answer is the same every single time. And that is what today's podcast episode is going to be about. So if you want to know what that advice is, why don't you go ahead and stick around? I've got three really, really powerful steps for you. So grab a pen and paper and let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. The reality of doing work from home as a mom is the likelihood that um, you're going to get frustrated and discouraged is 100% every day. (laughs) Like, not just in the grand scheme of things like, oh, let's take the next three months. I have this big thing that I want to get accomplished. Am I going to get discouraged like throughout that process? Yes. But even more so, am I going to get discouraged every day? Yes. Like every day that something is going to come up that doesn't go well. I mean, children don't care what what you're doing. They just don't, you know, their whole psychology is based on themselves, especially when they're younger, right? They, we train them as they get older to not be self-centered individuals but when they're young that is what survival looks like that is what thriving looks like that is what learning the world around them looks like is to just solely focus on them their needs their wants their feelings their emotions they're just trying to figure out how to be a human and that is what they do so that's part of the process and we decide that we're going to add ins to the mix that we're going to not only take care of them but we're going to take care of our home we're going to then try and run this business and not burn out at the same time. And what I see happening over and over and over again is people start to come down on themselves. You start to come down on yourself, right? And you start thinking about the failures that you're experiencing. You know, oh, I had this week planned out and I put time blocks in my planner and 
then you get to the weekend or maybe you even just make it to Tuesday or maybe Monday doesn't even go well. You know, like you just, you feel like you've failed. And then there's, well, what if this, what if, if, if I can't do this, if I can't even get through the week, how am I going to get through, you know, getting more clients or showing up on Instagram or getting more followers or starting an email list or, um, actually like retaining the momentum that I, that I built before I had kids or where, where, whatever that failure and whatever those what ifs end up looking like, then they turn into, oh, well, I should have, could have, would have, I should have done it this way. What if I would have done it that way? Oh man, if only I could do it this way. And it becomes this big spiral where you just spin completely out of control and your thoughts begins to get the best of you. And that's when you stop trying for a few days, for a few weeks, and you get overwhelmed and consumed by your emotions. And it really is what's holding you back. Um, There's going to be this incredible podcast episode that comes out at the end of this week that talks about my experience that I had at the dreamer summit. And it was an episode that Stephanie and I recorded at the end of the summer while we were still together. It's really, really going to be incredible. I can't wait for you to listen to it. But what I do know is after looking back on the last year, yes, I feel that I have a lot of clarity on what it is that I was called to do. And that's because I worked really hard with a coach and I was very intentional about showing up every single day, even when I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I didn't have that clarity in the beginning. I knew I was supposed to do something. I didn't know what that thing was. I saw it in my mind, but I had no idea how to articulate it. I had no idea what it actually meant I was supposed to do. So I just took this big goal and I broke it down and I just started doing things. And when they didn't work, when kids got sick, when my schedule went crazy, when my husband and I were at each other's throats because I'm stressed out to the max and I don't know how to communicate this new thing that I have going on in my life, when all the things started crumbling in the beginning, that's when I realized, whoa, Charles, like this doesn't have to be like this. Your emotions are really getting in the way of something very simple. You get up, you work every day, and then you do this system that I'm about to tell you how to do. Um on how to make data driven decisions instead of emotional decisions to get you to the success that you want, whether that just be having a good day every day, having a successful week every week, having peace, having joyfulness, having productivity, completing your workflow, keeping a clean house, like whatever your goal is for that day, for that season, for that year, whatever that looks like, The only thing that holds you back from those things are your emotions, the thought patterns that you process over and over and over and over again in your head. I believe that those thought patterns come even before our habits because it's so hard to create new habits when we can't get a grip on our thought patterns. So this episode comes to you um, after a year of, of reflecting and understanding what I have let get in the way, what tries to get in my way. I'm one of the most emotive people on the planet. And so I really can speak to those of you who have a hard time with your emotions. For those of you that don't know this about me already, I was in a very negative cyclical relationship by definition. It was abusive, but I choose not to use that term. Um, A, because I have forgiven and respect my 
that individual. And I too allowed myself to be in a space in my life where those things were happening and it was a negative cyclical relationship. And I went through thought patterns through that process. And after that process that kept me from having the success in my life that I now have with my current family, with my current husband. And I learned a lot from that. I also learned a lot from having an event-based business that wasn't successful at all, that then became really successful, that then wasn't successful, that was successful and just cycled through that and, and learning, like looking back through all these things. And then even just this past year, right? Like what was the ticket? What have I worked through that allowed me to not create momentum and then backslide, create momentum and then backslide and constantly be stuck in this cycle of being overwhelmed, feeling like a failure, then somehow managing to like want to try again and over and over and over again in this pattern. And it really came down to emotions. So we are going to dive into this in three specific ways. Okay. So first I'm going to talk about why you need to start making data driven decisions. Then I'm going to talk about what to do and instead, right, of making emotional decisions. And then three, I'm going to tell you how to make the system work in your life. And number three is where I'm going to give you three specific questions to ask yourself so that you can get out of your emotional decision making, how you go about doing things in your life every single day solely based on emotions. I'm going to teach you how to get out of that so you can get out of your own way and start making movement and more momentum the at whatever rate that is that you want right however much time and energy you have to put into it there shouldn't be these cycles of emotions getting in your way there or at least there doesn't have to be and so that's what we're going to go through so the first thing is why do you need this well I just kind of told you my personal story right and and why you need it is because if you want to get to the other side and actually see the completion of a project, the completion of a dream, the completion of a vision. You want to start seeing in reality what it is that you're hoping for, what it is that you are working really hard towards, then you're going to have to show up in a way where you're making decisions that are a little less emotional and more based on data. There's actual data happening in your life every single day that you could be utilizing to help you make wise choices with what you choose to do every single day instead of just basing it on how you feel. Now look, I am very driven by my feelings. My husband's probably going to poop his pants when he hears this episode because he's like, what? (laughs) You don't do everything based off feelings. And I, I, like I mentioned, I'm super, super emotive. I have to emote. I have to get emotions out. But when it comes to my business and what I'm doing with my, even, even with my kids and how I, obviously I run my ship here and I don't treat it solely like a business, but kind of, um, I'm pretty serious about what I need to get done. The routines that we have, the blocks that we have, the way that we communicate, I'm pretty intentional about how I go about that 
in, in, in most realms, right. In my home. And that's what the Academy is all about is I teach, I teach you the systems that I use so that you can gain the momentum that you need. And this is that ticket to get you to this place where I've seen myself grow into, I've seen myself grow through all of these things, um, over the past probably 10 years, Frankie Joe's about to be nine. And I remember thinking about this for about, you know, a year or so when I was in that relationship. And it's been probably 10 years of me trying to get myself to the place where I'm at right now. And I'm not done with it. I have to use this all the time, but it's become the system, right? Of using data to drive making decisions in my life. So that would be why you need to keep listening and why you need to start using this system. So what, let's talk about the what, what is this data-driven system and what do you do instead of just basing things off your emotions? Why, what do you do instead of feeling like yesterday was a failure? So now today I'm going to swing to the other end of the pendulum and I'm going to work my tail off, which then means I'm going to neglect all the other things that I should have been focusing on, like my kids or my house or whatever. And I dumped all this into my business. Well, now I got to swing back to the other end of the pendulum, right? Like how do we use data to drive the way that we show up every single day and the data-driven system for making decisions is purely being in tune with why you're feeling what you're feeling and making a log of that so you can start collecting your own data on why you're at your high, why you're at your low, and start making decisions to change that. That is how we as as emotional creatures, as women, some of us are more emotional than others, but that is how we begin to take control of the way that we move through this heart-centered world that, that we live in, right? Like my little world that I live in, just me, myself, and I, it's a very heart-centered world. Everything is about feelings. Everything is about caring and giving and loving and nurturing and and serving. That's where my world surrounds itself. And for some of you, maybe your feelings don't come from a heart-centered world. They come more from feeling attacked, um, feeling hurt, feeling guilted, feeling shame, feeling pain. And you're, but you're, you're constantly feeling, right? So we have to begin to even just make tally marks. And sometimes these tally marks don't even have to be written down. This can just be a really quick conversation with yourself. But the whole premise of this entire data-driven decision-making system that I use is becoming very, very, very cognizant of why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And funny side note and story to this is my mother jokes all the time that I was born asking the question, why? I've been insanely inquisitive since I was tiny and Bailey May, both of my girls really kind of are, but I've fostered that in them because I love it so much. I feel like the why behind things is our ticket. That is the key to success, truly. Not making everything that you end up doing about the failure or the overwhelm or the regret or the fear 
the emotional response, right? Not making everything that you end up doing reactionary, right? That's what I'm getting to is we don't have to suffer and be at the mercy of all of these feelings that we have because things didn't go the way that we had hoped. That's where we end up gaining our control back. And that's how we end up moving forward in the direction that we want to go instead of being at the mercy of everything else that we feel like is happening to us and around us. And because of us, instead of that, we just start collecting data and making really wise decisions. So how do we make this system work? What does this actually look like? Next time you find yourself in a place of loss or sadness, um, feeling anxious, or even sometimes like really, really, really deepened sadness or prolonged sadness that some people will call depression. Now I do believe in a thing called clinical depression. And I understand that that can be very different for people. I'm talking more so of the times where you just don't know what your next move should be. Um, You're not entirely certain how to have the clarity that you need, right? You're not sure what you should do or you're constantly just swinging from one side of the pendulum to the other, feeling down on yourself um, and not really confident in how things are going to look if you try again because you feel like you're stuck in this pattern of it just not going well, you know, and, and you're feeling just kind of down. Then you get out your piece of paper and I want you to write down these three things. And this can be something that you do every single day. This can be something that you do as like your therapy to yourself to help you in these actual moments. This can be something that you do once a week to reflect on how your week went. That's what I do. Um, I do this about once a week so that I don't begin. So here's a real life example for you. Every single week, it's very easy for us to say, I got nothing done this week, right? Here comes Friday. You didn't get your work done in your business like you wanted to. Um, None of your time blocks went the way that you thought that they would. Your house is a mess. You're feeling super behind. Your to-do list got longer, not shorter. And it's about to be the weekend. And now you're supposed to unplug from your phone. You're feeling all this pressure. You know that if you, you have this temptation to just keep working, but then you know, if you don't pour into your house and your home and your kids, then that's going to affect Monday. And here you sit like super stuck. Okay. And I, I still have those times from, from time to time. And let me tell you, I just went on a little mommy vacation on a girl's retreat over the weekend. I left Friday morning. I came back Sunday morning. It was literally, I looked at the clock. It was 49, not 48, but 49 hours from door to door, from I'm leaving my children to I'm coming back to my children, okay? Like, that's not very long at all. My children's behavior had changed. Bailey was not responsive to me the way that she always is, which I was like, oh yeah, good job, mom. Like, she does, you guys, you guys work together really well. Um, She hadn't napped in two days, which means she's a holy terror, My oldest one was super sad, super clingy. My house, Blaine's amazing. He was vacuuming. He was doing a great job. But I just know what I need to start homeschool on Monday, to start preschool for that week, to start 
a really impactful and successful week of business showing up on a podcast, uh, showing up in a, in an incredibly awesome community on Facebook that I love, which by the way, if you're not in there, go get in there and serving my email list, serving my community, serving my friends, serving my extended family members, having food in everyone's bellies. Like I know what needs to happen. And I just walked into Monday, like, oh help me and I just was like all right Chelsea don't get emotional on yourself go to your data-driven decision making what do we need to do right now okay let's look what do we need to do you didn't start the week the way that you were supposed to fine I made incredible incredible how do I say it, not, it wasn't momentum, but I walked away from that weekend with a, a, a very clear a very clear vision on what I'm doing for the next 12 months. Um, I just have peace. I have everything that I need to take care of myself and my dreams that have been planted in me to become the woman that I need to be. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it for another year. I'm ready to do the thing. It's going to be so much work but I'm ready now. I have that. Is that a good trade-off, Chelsea? In my mind, is that a good trade-off for a week that isn't ideal? Yep. Check. Data decision number one. Done. Moving on. Number two, how do we get through this week? How do, and, and really what it came down to yesterday was how do we get through this day? I was snippy. I was short. I was frustrated in the morning and I was like, Chelsea, data distri- data-driven decisions right now. What are we doing? How do you want this day to look? What kind of mother do you want to be? What kind of wife do you want to be? What kind of business owner do you want to be? What comes first? What do we do? We're happy. We're happy. That's what we are, Chelsea. And it's me and whoever this other person is that I talk to in my brain. You have them too. It's just both of us. I I should name her. But for now, she's just Chelsea. It's me. And we're talking. And it's like, okay, you know what we do today? We play. We come back together as a family. Everyone missed mom. I need to be able to make so much eye contact and so much hug and love with my kids. We need to eat good food. We need to make some memories. We needed to laugh. We need to reunite. And that's what we did. I dropped everything. I fit in homeschool where I could. I did the very best that I could. We got most of the way caught up, which P.S. when I was gone on Friday, homeschool did not happen where she was supposed to. (laughs) And that's okay. Like it's totally fine. And we all made do and we had an incredible day yesterday. My house is not perfect the way that I need it to be. I need my house to be in order to be able to focus on my kids and my business and my marriage throughout the week. Now that is going to be hard for me, but the data driven decision that I made said you have enough negative experiences from making the decision to be stressed out about the dishes and the schedule to know that if you continue your day stressed out about the dishes, about the clutter, about being behind, being behind in homeschool, about your zones not being caught up, about not being at ground zero with your cleaning in your house, you know that if you do that, the end of that looks like you going to bed at night not being the mom that you want, probably at wit's end with you and Blaine, like it's not, it's probably not going to be pretty and nothing will be done in the house still. 
and no one's relationships will be the way that you want them to be. Like it just won't be a good day. So a wise choice would be, Chelsea, check yourself and do the thing that needs to be done. Make a different decision and see if you can get a different outcome. Stop responding to those emotions and make a decision that's going to get you the outcome that you want. And ideally, the outcome that I wanted was for us to be happy, was for us to have a good day. I would rather that happen than be a tyrant and freaking out in my house because nothing was done, because I was going to have a bad week, because I couldn't show up for the podcast, because now I can't get Frankie caught up on homeschool. And instead of being an emotional mess and responding to that, I chose to have a very short and quick conversation with myself in my head because you guys, you will hear this. You will hear the voice tell you it's time to make a different decision. Don't do it this way. You will hear it. You will hear her talk to you. (laughs) You will hear a little voice. And that is when you need to listen and need to say, how do I make a data driven decision? What do I know best about myself and my family? What have I come to learn from this? And if you don't know that already, that's when you need to do these specific questions. So let me get back to these questions. Number one, every single weekend, every single day, once a month, whenever you feel like you need to do this, I recommend weekly, get out a piece of paper, write down what went wrong today or what went wrong this week. And look, what was it that didn't go well? For me, I just told you what didn't go well right? I went into Monday with things a hot mess. Okay. Write it down. What went wrong? What went wrong in your day? What went wrong in your week? Number two, why did it go wrong? Okay. And this why did it go wrong? Mm, I just got goosebumps, you guys. This why did it go wrong has to be 100% full ownership. You may not, you may not place blame on anyone for why it went wrong. You have full control over your decisions. You may not blame your children. You may not blame your husband. You may not blame anyone, your mother for calling and talking for 12 hours, your father for asking you for all these things, your brother or your sister or your community members or your neighbor. You may not blame anyone for why things went wrong. You own your ship and motherhood. You own your potential in your business. You own your demeanor and your attitude and your words that come out of your mouth. You own everything. Why did it go wrong? Why was Monday a mess? I mean, I had two choices. Could I have blamed, blame, blamed, blame? What is this? What is happening right now? Blamed Blaine? You guys, that was a tongue twister. Say it to yourself five times fast. (laughs) I have the choice to edit things like this out of my podcast and I don't because I love it. Did I have the choice to blame him, Blaine, my husband, for forgetting that homeschool needed to be done on Friday? Sure, I could have, but I didn't. It just is what it is. It happens to the best of us. Um, I could have sent him text message reminders all throughout the weekend. I could have left him a schedule for him and the girls all weekend long, but I chose not to. I strategically chose not to. He doesn't have to do my schedule with the girls when he has them. 
He doesn't have to do that. Would it be easier for him? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't want to do it that way. We learned a lot from this experience as a family this weekend. Now, next time I can offer a schedule and he'll say, yeah, that would be awesome. Or no, thanks. It worked out great, right? That was my choice. And so I'm not going to blame him for that. Could I blame him for not having A, B, C, D, E, F, G all done so that I could walk into my week the way that I wanted it? Of course I could have, but that's not his responsibility. It's just not. Is it my responsibility to sit down and say, hey, I have this thing for the weekend and normally on the weekends, A through quadruple Z is everything that I get done for myself. Can you do that? I could have, but I don't want to expect that of him. I'll just get it caught up. We'll make do, we'll move on. So I knew that I, he was not to blame, even though he was the one that was left in charge. And I knew my girl's fussiness and crying. Bailey cried nonstop. When she's tired, she cries, whines, screams, kicks, yells, everything. It's like insane. Did I want to be mad at her? Of course, I was frustrated. But I took a deep breath and I realized, Charles, this is because she has not had the consistency that she normally has. Is that okay? Of course it's Okay. But that just means that today is going to look like this. And these are all decisions that ride on me. And I made the decision to do this incredible thing for me over the weekend that led to this. Done. Over with. Moving on. You have to take full ownership and you may not place blame on anyone. On anyone. Okay. And number three. What do you need to do next time to get a different outcome? I just walked you through that. So when you know what it is that went wrong, why it went wrong, what do you need to do next time to get a different outcome? Well, ask yourself, like literally, if you don't know, what could you do? Pick anything. This is when you begin to gather data. Well, I don't know why my kids were a mess today. Okay, well, if that was the thing, my kids were a mess today. Okay, why? Well, they were hungry, they were tired, they didn't get what they wanted. Uh, We had major power struggles, right? Like me and my kiddos bantered back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'm trying to get them to help me clean and we got into an argument about it. Well, if you're taking full ownership of that, that might look like I need to get some serious education on how to work with a teenager, I need more information on what my teen needs from me. Maybe it's, I believe it always comes down to communication. So what do you do next time? Maybe next time you ask, you sit down and you have an open-ended conversation with them that pulls information out of them that helps you be a really good leader for your teamwork. Whatever, whatever the problem is, um, my kids were hungry and we went to the store. Okay, do you need to have lunch first? Do you need to switch your blocks around? Do you need to pack snacks first? What do you need to do so that your day doesn't go to hell in a handbasket? Because we all have those days. Write it down. Try it again. If it doesn't work, who cares? You try again. You collect data until you find a thing that works. You collect data. That's it. You're just going about this like any CEO of any company does. You're collecting numbers to get positive outcomes. That's it. And when something doesn't work, you don't give up. People fail miserably all the time and they just keep going. They just keep 
going. You cannot sit in your misery. You cannot sit in your shame and your pain and your blame and your suffering and woes me and why not this and why them and why her and oh my kids and oh my goodness. Well, if only it wasn't this, well, only if it wasn't that. Stop and just start making tally marks. Start asking yourself these three questions on a daily basis if you are suffering right now and on a weekly basis if you're just overwhelmed, but you still feel like you can like, you know, like, like you got your wits together. Okay. Start doing this for yourself and then come and tell me what you think about it. I'm going to leave you with all of that right here, right where it's at. And, um, I am so thrilled to bring you two more episodes this week. The end of this week is having, uh, a heyday with some really great information. I'm really, I'm really interested to know what you guys think about this episode. Where are you at with it? And um, hop on over to the DMs on Instagram and let me know, or even just post a little ditty inside of the Facebook group. I love seeing you over there, hanging out with you over there. And until next time, as always, this has been so much fun hanging out with you from behind my microphone, and I will catch up with you inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.